Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello, Kate. So, per usual, we show up with no plan. What each episode is going to be, just kind of showing up in the moment. And I guess kind of listening to ourselves, to each other, and anything that comes up for us. And honestly, that's one of the things that I love so much about Under the Noise and doing this podcast, it's showing up in that space. So one of the things that, as we were chatting, that I don't even think was an idea about what to chat about was we were talking about an email that you had received. Um, well, that we had received, but we were talking about that email. So can you talk to that a little bit, when? So this person, they sent an email and it's someone I've got to know quite well over the last six months. And in a previous email to me, they said that they fall asleep to our podcast. And it was funny because the way that I was saying it to you was with a lot of joy. And you went, cool. Now, do you remember what you said straight away afterwards? I think I said that it's perfect because it's literally the opposite of what anyone wants to hear. <laughs> Most people want to hear about their podcast <laughs> or anything really that they put out in the world. Um, yeah. And somehow just hearing that, I knew that it was perfect for us, for our intention around even starting the podcast. Mm. It's this beautiful settling down that happens. And, uh, you know, I remember I was speaking with someone and they said, oh, I need to catch up on the podcast um, because even just listening to you guys talk is just so relaxing and it makes me feel so much more calm. I need to catch up on my episodes. Um, kind of like miss that feeling almost is what they were implying. And I love that because I, I I think that that was partially our intention. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so cool that you and I would have the exact same response to that comment. You and I had the identical response to that comment in the email. 
which is totally the opposite of almost anyone I know who would say about their own podcast. Wait a minute, so your podcast sends them to sleep? That's not a good idea. You and I are thrilled with that. It's, it's amazing to notice. There's enough entertainment in the world, in my mind. There's enough distractions and things that can grip us, engage the intellect, take us into a an excitement or an experience of being excited, scared, as I love to do those kind of TV shows and and movies. I think there's plenty of that. Mm. And it's nice that you and I have seen and most of the people that we hear from in their feedback to Under the Noise, to this podcast, would say it's nice to have something real different that just brings us back home and relaxes, relaxes our mind. Yeah, I think it has a different feel to it. Yeah. And so much that's out there. And I think, you know, I remember was having a conversation with a friend. And I can't remember how the conversation started. But they were commenting that even when no one is in the house, or maybe even especially if no one is in the house, the TV is not in the background all the time. And I said, really? And they said, yeah. They like the noise. Like the noise is somehow kind of comforting to them to have that noise. And in the same conversation, he was talking about how one of his favorite things to do is to go into the woods and uh, hike for three days at a time or four days at a time, all by himself, all quiet, which seemed interesting to me because the two are very different. And, and I said, well, how long does it take you when you're all by yourself for your mind to settle down into that quiet, to be okay with that quiet? And he said, one or two days. That's how long it takes. In the quiet with no one else around, just in nature, hiking. It takes about one or two days. And I think that that speaks to, in my opinion, I think it speaks to an outer noise that sometimes matches up our inner noise. Mm. And so the outer noise is kind of matches that speed for us and seems very normal. And that's not there as a distraction. Maybe the inner noise kind of ramps up almost. Sometimes it does for me as well. You know, it's funny as you were saying that. This morning, I was going through quite an extensive to-do list, which included quite a few emails. 
mm-hmm. um, mainly to corporates today. And it required some thinking. It required, you know, my cognitive stuff to be on. And sometimes when it looks like that's required, it gets a little sticky. So I got my smart speaker that I will not name because it will switch itself on and start replying right now. (laughs) But my smart speaker, and I asked it to play something, a piece of music. and, And after about five minutes, I went, I cannot hear myself think. So I said for it to stop. And I went, and I tapped away. And then about, I don't know, 20 minutes later, I noticed that there was silence here from the outside, but there was noise on the inside. So then I asked the same smart speaker device to play a classical music station that I would normally listen to if I'm working and I I want some background noise. And it was funny that that felt soothing. And the reason I bring this up, sometimes it's rock music. Sometimes it's classical music. Sometimes it's none. But the fact that whatever the outside noise is, is, it clearly doesn't determine what's going on on the inside. If there are times I have a preference for, you know, no noise, soothing noise, rock and roll. I just find that interesting. And I don't know what to make of it other than the fact that I like music and I like silence. But to also know that none of those external things were the cause of how I was feeling or shifted them. But there are times that I'd prefer silence. Sometimes I prefer classical soothing music and sometimes I prefer more high pace, meaty rock music. And coming back to, back to this conversation, It's interesting what we choose to have in the background and what we choose to have in the front, such as the TV on, just to have some sound, as your friend would say. And sometimes, okay, let's go for a hike in the woods to have silence, but it takes a few days because we can actually hear the noise in our head then because there's nothing else to hear. And it becomes seemingly louder because there's nothing to distract it. And then we pay attention to it, which of course can make it more louder and more audible. But here's maybe in my mind anyway, the bigger picture. What I love about the the style of what you and I are up to with this under the noise, not just where we're pointing towards, you know, literally what is under the noise in us as human beings and what's possible when we see what's under the noise and see what the noise is made of. What I love is that in the way that you and I talk about things, it's very much we come across as under the noise. And the bit that I love about that is that that's it. 
it so often bypasses the intellect into a deeper part of our mind that I used to think was a little bit woo-woo that people would say that to me that, you know, well, we want to send your intellect to sleep so you might hear something fresh and, and stop listening so hard because there isn't so much information in here. I thought that was just like, come on, really? It's true, though. My biggest realizations about the things that have mattered to me in my life have come from insight, insight, not information, and from a deeper part of my mind than my intellect. I've never thought myself into being wise. I've never thought myself into being at peace. I've never thought myself into feeling calm and home. And when I'm in that more settled down place, as you said a few minutes ago, what I hear is so much more than I would if I was listening with my intellect or with my critical and analytical mind. I think I listen better, more expansively when it's just washing over me. But that's just what I think. And I think that's been for me um, a question that I've sat in a lot over the last couple of years. I've put so much value in my life so far into the intellect and getting to the bottom of something. I would write every day, just kind of for myself, just write to get to the bottom of something. So if something was going on, I'd just write about it and write it out. Or once I actually started to feel good, I, I contributed to the writing. So I write to feel good, right? <laughs> and so I've sat in the question a lot of the value of the intellect. Like, when does it show up in a very valuable way? And when am I using it outside of its intended purpose? And I don't think you can get it wrong in this life, you know? But I love the question, and I love to see when, when I'm using it for a purpose other than I think what it was intended for, to navigate, you know, to navigate life, to rate a car, and you know, all the things that are this brilliant, brilliant mind computer can offer. And I think it's, um, it comes more like with a feeling. When those answers show up, that's a different feel to it. I can tell when I'm using my intellect for something it's not intended for. It's kind of like the, uh, 
you know, when you get a box, like a package or something, and it says, you know, um, not intended for internal use or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's that feeling. But I, I think that that's a, a moment to moment. The more you realize it, the easier it is for it to show up and you, you know, to see it. Yeah. Sometimes it takes me days to notice that feeling <laughs> that, wait a minute, I mean, I could, it feels like I've got smoke coming out of my ears. But I don't notice yeah. it sometimes for days, and I'm, what am I doing? And eventually, it just, oh, what am I up to? It can't be this hard. It can't require this much willpower or this much cognitive power for me to solve this and resolve this. And then I settle back down. And inevitably either the problem has disappeared because it was never there in the first place or what to do becomes obvious from a different place and the more i notice both of those things that sometimes I create problems that don't even exist and then spend an awful lot of my time, my, my mental power to solve a problem that was only created in my head anyway. The number of times I've seen that and coupled with, if there is something that I need to do, that that becomes obvious in time and more audible when I'm less engaged in the noise and less revving my thinking up, the more and more I've seen that, the more and more it's obvious to me to lean into it in the way that you just described. But I had to see that. I had to see that for myself. Because otherwise it then becomes, you know, a, a belief or a, um, a, a matter of trust. I must trust this because I've read it in a book or I must trust it because somebody told me. Not saying that that's wrong. It can be a really good experiment if you want to experiment with it that way. But there's nothing in my mind better than having seen it and realized it for ourselves. And certainly I'm speaking for myself now and for lots of other people I've talked to. When we notice more about how we work, we're less inclined to push harder when we're already pushing hard I mean push harder in our head until you know, it does feel like smoke's coming out of my ears you know what's funny as well though I notice that I would imagine that it even what I just said sometimes it takes me days to notice that I would imagine a decade ago it would take me weeks or never at all and now I can give myself a hard time for noticing after two days when it might have taken me two months in the past. And seeing that, that I give myself a hard time for that much progress, that makes less sense too. Yeah. 
going back to what you said about I can't really get it wrong either in this life. Totally agree with that. We have a brain. We have a mind. What are you going to do? <laughs> We're human. I love what you said about, you know, those moments when we start to see that. And then think, oh, I should, it should feel like this. Or I should do this because I read it in a book and I know this is how it works. And, and then realizing that that actually is spinning out further. Mm. Like that's still up here. I remember a conversation that you had with someone that I was listening to. And I can't remember the exact words that you used, but you kind of repeated in different words what the other person said. And, and it sounded a lot like, um, so what you're saying is, you would like to solve your overthinking problem with thinking just a little bit more. And how does that make sense to you? And it was so true. It was so true. A little bit like throwing gasoline on a fire. Yeah. Put it out. And that just seems to, not by effort and not because we read it in a book or, but when I think the more we start to see it, and I don't always see it, is that those things just don't make as much sense. Mm -hmm. Not because it's not what we should do or any of that. It doesn't occur or get too far. I vividly remember when I saw that, that's exactly what I was doing, solving my thinking with more thinking. And that, it was early May in the year 2012, I was in London. And I was having lunch with Michael, Michael Neal. And we were just, chatting because he happened to be in London didn't know each other that well at the time and then I was driving up to Sheffield in the north of England about a three-hour drive and in the conversation with with Michael it sort of I was a bit confused with what he was talking about but also there was a sense of relief so I knew something nice was happening in that conversation and then I was in the car and I noticed how much thinking I had about my thinking. And then I thought, I don't have to do that. I realized I didn't have to do that. And literally by the end of that car journey, things felt different. And for the next few days while I was away in Sheffield, I felt really alive and present in a way that I'd only glimpsed for minutes or an hour or two of my life up until then. But it felt like days 
at that point of me being present. It was beautiful. I had really slowed down. <laughs> it's nice to know, and I'm reminded of it, just as I said what I've just said, that slowing down is the natural byproduct. I don't have to do the slowing down. The slowing down is the natural reverting to natural, re reverting back to the nature of how our mind is, is quiet and kind of slow unless it's ramped up. And it's, of course, thought that ramps it up. And then thinking about our thinking and thinking about our thinking about our thinking then will really ramp it up. And that was, you know, a perfect example of me noticing that and having nothing on it and whoo, slower. And I know that you've had that experience. Maybe in a different way, but, you know, in various times that you and I have talked over the last year or year and a quarter, each and both of us have in our chats kind of seen each other probably slow down. And I see, I see it several times a day with people of the relaxing into oh. and that relaxing into oh. is often underestimated in my mind it's really underestimated and that's why I get really thrilled when someone sends an email to us to say I fall asleep to your podcast. Like, yes. <laughs> That's them relaxing. And the ultimate relaxation is when we fall asleep. It seems like it would be easy to attribute that quieting down to the podcast. A little bit like my friend that I was talking about, whereas they wanted the noise because I feel like it kind of matched their inner noise. Mm. Is that when we start to slow down, and I think that that is our more closer to our natural state of mind. We reach out for things to match that. And that's why when we had originally talked about this podcast, I told you that the perfect people will hate this podcast. Perfect people will hate it. And the ones who love it, they're perfect for this. You know, match something that's talking to them, that's gonna resonate at some level with people. And like the email that you had, and so many of the people that are giving us feedback. It does resonate with some people. And then I remember I was talking to my dentist who's very 
busy, very active. And I was trying to explain, you know, what it's like and what we talk to. And he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> it was awesome. It was perfect. It was perfect. And it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not for me. Yeah. And that's so good, too. Yeah, it is. Thank you, Kate. As always, so enjoyable to to chat with you. And for all of you who are listening, thank you so much for all of your support, all of your feedback, all of your emails. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, please do. Our information is below, or you can hear it at the end as well. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. See you soon. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.